0: Today's sponsor is Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash move for a free audiobook download. Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're doing a season 5.1 wrap up. Yeah. 5.1. Yeah. Because it's not quite a full season 5.
1: No, I was like, I finally, after listening to the various recaps and, and the Insider podcast and billigan interviews, the, the only reason they're doing this as one season mm-hmm. is to avoid giving everyone contractually bumped up raises. <laughs> the in-between seasons? Oh, AMC
0: strikes again with the money.
1: In-between seasons, mm. you have to give them, but if you treat it all as one season, which begs the question of were all the agents asleep at the wheel? No kidding. Like, oh, you're going to shut down production, let my client go home for a year, <laughs> and, fly, and, and bring them all back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what the
0: hell? Yeah, Cranston agent like, needs to get on the phone and say, right, he's going to grow his hair back out if you guys don't do something about this. <laughs> See, I feel like that this was some kind of, you know, they, that everyone had to agree to it, basically, or it wouldn't have happened, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the agents don't fall asleep. They're probably pissed. I mean, their, their whole purpose in life is to make money for their clients and
0: themselves. Sure. So what are we doing this week? That's a good question. I hear we have a lot of emails to I st- go
1: through. I started to assemble an outline on Sunday and then you said, Hey, I'm I'm, I'm running behind on feedback. Could you check it out for me? And I started doing, it. I'm like, well shit, the listeners are bringing up all the points I was going to bring up. So yeah. let's do all feedback. They actually ask us several questions. We can respond and we'll do a nice little forward looking recap, uh, predictions just using their uh feedback so
0: they cover everything we don't we don't even need I don't to say like cover. what was our favorite episode or anything like that they cover oh, it all well if you have some things you want to cover oh, i was just gonna ask you what your favorite episode of this half of the season was you want me to go first yes give you some time to think all right yes uh i think my favorite was when walt killed mike I, that was a really strong episode especially there at the end and the 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 impact that that had on Walt made a real difference uh, and I think very few things have impacted Walt in that way huh. uh, and it was good to see Walt put in his place at least uh, moments before he killed the guy yeah uh, so I, I enjoyed that but probably my second favorite was um, the one right after train the train job where uh, they were they had the really cool opening where they were breaking down the bike buyout right yeah yeah real good episode. Uh, yeah, I was going to say
1: that's probably my favorite one. Buyout? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it had, it just felt like a classic Breaking Bad episode.
0: But But damn, Mike.
1: Mike got the shaft. Honestly, I'm looking back trying to think if I gave a single episode less than an eighth. I mean, I think this, (laughs) Uh true or false,
0: is this the strongest overall season I, man, I love 4. Yeah. 4 is so good, and Gus is such a strong character. It's yeah. hard to top Gus.
1: I mean, I've always ranked it, or I mean, I last year I ranked it as 3 and 4 as a virtual tie for tops because uh-huh. they're basically one big season. Yeah. Uh, you can't really say that about Season 5. It's its own distinct season. Uh-huh. Season, then I like Season 1, and Season 2 is a distant third because I just thought Season 2 is kind of a mess, especially the way it ended. Yeah. Um, having said that, I'm trying to think of... Crawl space. Sure. But I'm trying to think <laughs> if, there's, if if season five belongs on that season three, four tier, or if it's oh. just a step below that and, and a little bit above season one.
0: I feel like we're going to have to wait until the second half to really judge this season, because I don't think all of our payoff was loaded in the first half. So you want to take them as a single season? I think we should, yeah. Okay. Honestly. All right. I know they're not written at the same time, but I think... There is going to be a, an arc that. I mean, what's going to happen with Hank, you know? Mm-hmm. That could be astounding.
1: Right. Could oh, yeah. could be really good. Uh, is there a worst uh, episode you have? Your least
0: favorite? Oh, uh, I hadn't thought of that. Do you have one? Give us time to think. <laughs>
1: uh, I still think season one, or episode one, live for your die. Is uh, the weakest. It was a very disappointing season opener. I have warmed up to the flash forward, but mm-hmm. I felt like the flash forward at the front was kind of risky and off-putting. Um, yeah. And it was a lot of setup, too. A lot it? of setup, and it just couldn't meet up with all of the awesome, you know, yeah. the tradition of just awesome balls out, Uh, you know, see
0: Breaking Bad season openers. I'm going to go with the Magnet. Uh, episode. I believe that is episode one. Look oh shit. Die. Well I'm going to go with the magnet episode <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which is yeah. That, the that's one.
1: that's the, the dumbest of okay. the heist I thought. The, poor, the it, exactly. poorest conceived. Exactly.
0: Yeah. They did much cooler heists with the train job. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. I don't know. The magnet thing. It was a good idea. I just don't think it was well executed by the, the characters. Right. Alright. Well i tell
1: you what, um, I also have forgot the last two weeks as I've been traveling and, and we've been kind of doing this with their ass on fire head catching, but uh, I forgot to shout out our podcast music the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's always included a link to it in our show notes, but if you didn't know, our theme music is Breaking Mad by the German duo Deinst and Schulter. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Very good. We have a challenger A uh, uh, fan. Aaron Zimmerman has made a techno... Um, kind of remix uh what's he calling it? it's a a, a a cross between a hip-hop and electronic bass remix of the breaking bad theme which we're going to close the show with okay and uh, you can get to that at soundcloud.com slash misk m-i-s-k slash misk dash blue dash white which i'll also include in the show notes and let us know what you like better and uh, we might make that the official theme music for season 5.2 slash six uh, it's
0: getting too complicated to talk about that real
1: quick before we move on a lot of people have asked you know what are we doing next yeah. um the fact is we are not ready to announce doing another podcast because we have got a pretty full slate mm-hmm. we're hoping that our buddies over at personal arrogance which i've hoped you've had a chance to check out um their show um Je- eric and jesse are planning on doing one yeah uh in the near future but they haven't committed to one yet and jim and i would love i mean i think we would both like to do a um like either boardwalk empire or homeland cast we just don't have the time with the we we tried doing that last year and almost killed us
0: that's what i was gonna say we know there are shows coming up that overlap each other Mm -hmm. and we don't want to put ourselves in the same position (laughs) that we were last year doing three or four casts a week right With full time jobs to go along with that, so right. And if we did it this time, in
1: fact, we'd be doing five and six podcasts because (laughs) we're not really. There's going to be a couple, like one or two weeks where we still do two or three. Uh So um, the other thing. So, but but. Uh for everyone that's on Facebook, I am going to start weekly threads, open threads on those shows that we're not covering but we're fans of, such as Homeland and Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday nights if you want to, you know, we got a regular list of people that like breaking down the episodes, I'll be in there as well. Uh you know, we've got some it's like 1200 fans and we get 150 comment threads, so if you're jonesin to talk with somebody about Homeland or Boardwalk Empire, and I'm open to other suggestions as well. Um, I'd like to f- at least watch the shows that I'm I'm covering on Facebook.
0: Of course. Right.
1: So it's like I'm not going to do True Blood or something like that yeah. that I just don't watch. But those are definitely strong uh, contenders. Um, we
0: should come up with a list of shows that we're currently watching so people yeah. can talk about them on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah.
1: Um, the other thing is we had a lot of feedback about the meetups where people are wondering like, you know, when are you coming in here? What? The fact is mm-hmm. we basically go to the cities that we have an excuse to go to anyway. We had more than a few f- Indianapolis fans are like, what the fuck you guys live here and you never done a meetup. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're going to commit to a season opening walking dead meetup in Indianapolis, uh, at a, dis- a location that will be disclosed. But our rough plan is to show up at the spot about an hour, uh, we're going to work all this out. We've got a couple locations in mind, but we're going to show up at the spot about an hour before the season premieres, uh, watch it, and we're going to probably do it at a restaurant or a theater, um, watch the episode all together, and then do a, like, instant take recap right after the show with some audience question and answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're, as soon as we get this together, we're going to put, like, a little uh, form um, online to see, you know, if we can get RSVP'd who thinks they're going to be coming, so we can get an idea of how big the venue needs to be. So yeah. we got that, and uh, we've got a Denver. I know there is going to be a Denver meetup sometime in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mid to late February. is looking uh, not,
0: like not Denver, right? Boulder.
1: Well, I mean it's an hour away, so I figure we go to okay. Denver, get the it's biggest bigger city. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there will be a Denver meetup in, in February. I am not sure what shows will be on at that time. I don't know. Probably, um, none <laughs> Probably none of them. Probably none of them. It's gonna it'll be the one
0: week where we've got it all. It'll
1: just be a random. Um, but uh, so we got that coming. Um, we might have a few others announced, but we also have. We, uh, Jim and I, really want to do it big this next last season of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and we've got a couple ideas up our sleeve as far as you know where to do that and how to do it and all that. But we we'd like to go big for some big giant meetup Breaking Bad festival. Stay tuned for more information about that. Uh, the other thing we got next season, we've lined up an interview with uh, Gomi, uh, Stephen Michael Cozada, uh and hopefully Dr. Goodman from Madrigal Electromotive will probably be doing some maybe preseason casts on yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to talk to that guy, see what's up with the site. Uh, yeah. And, and who maybe if it, he can drop some knowledge on who he
1: is. And Gomi is becoming a much bigger character, and, you know, he had the classic. Uh, yeah. You know the hey, big smile, the big smile, the big <laughs> creepy smile. We're going to talk about that. Uh-huh. So a couple things to look forward to for next season, but uh, unfortunately, no new podcast to announce. The next one will be um, Walking Dead in mid October, and then on the Justified, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, the cycle repeats.
0: Yes, it does.
1: Uh, so we're ready to move on to the audience feedback. Let's if, do before it. Before we do, is, is Audible sponsoring this last episode? Yes, they are. All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and get their shout out because that's where it is in the outline. Uh, we are sponsored by Audible this week, and if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash bald move, they have over a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, <laughs> hundreds and thousands, a myriad, a hundred thousand audio titles available, and you can get a free audiobook when you sign up. So that's very cool. If you got uh, you know, you, you're 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 missing the bald move crew over the next five to six weeks. And you need your audio fix, go to audible. yeah. audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove and check out
0: your free One free that park. I kind of want to check out, I've heard that uh, Jurassic Park 2, like, totally messed up the plot of the book. And I really want to go check that out. So I might check out uh, Jurassic Park. Interesting, because
1: I don't know that I agree. I've read all three of the Jurassic Parks. Oh, you have? Okay. Yep. And I r- had the distinction of reading them all before. I'm, I'm, I am sound like a Jurassic Park hipster here. Uh, I read them before the movies came out. <laughs> so Before they were cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say they screwed up. Maybe with throwing Malcolm's kid in. Mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of a you know little over-the-top Spielberg moment.
0: Yeah, with her doing acrobatics. Yeah. Kicking
1: dinosaurs in the face. Yeah, but a lot of the big set pieces I remember, like the T-Rexes attacking the huh. little RVs. And- N- wait,
0: is number two The Lost World? or is that know. number three
1: i don't know because um, maybe they super screwed up three let's see so number one was the one with all uh, of them sure, number yeah. two was the uh, uh jeff goldblum special uh-huh. malcolm and then number three was back with dr grant so mm-hmm. it's like did it have dr, yeah. dr. grant in or not because that I don't, I don't
0: know they were talking somebody was talking about it in a podcast i was listening to and uh they said that they totally screwed it up so i'll uh-huh. have to go listen to all of them all right why the hell not yeah
1: they are they all available
0: I assume so. They have 100,000 <laughs> books, man. Yeah, Justin Park's got to be one of those, right? Certainly. It's a big okay.
1: Book. On to our feedback. It's the rest of the episode. Uh, first one, Sean from Georgia said, uh, he loved the montage of the Crystal Blue Persuasion. Can't believe it took them this long to use that song. Thought it was a great way to show up Walt's climb up the financial ladder. Also, love Skyler getting some of her joy back, especially the kids coming home. Do you think that they have any other songs in the pop culture that because they reference a crystal ship, crystal blue persuasion, are there any other methamphetamine related songs that they might mind that you can think of?
0: Uh I don't know of many methamphetamine songs honestly. I think
1: that the third classic third eye blot third eye blind song oh. um which is all about doing crystal meth. What is that? The uh, semi-charm kind of life? Yeah, yeah. Is it about crystal meth? It's all about crystal I meth. No idea. They actually say crystal meth in the song. I didn't listen to the lyrics that so closely. It'll you up until you break. You can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a commercial for crystal meth, basically. I yeah. think they need to work in Third Eye Blind before the season. How the over. hell would you work it's that a mo- song It's in. a fucking montage song. Clearly a montage <laughs> song. <laughs> Moving on to Brian H., the plane huh. Nazi. Do you remember this guy? The one that t- took me to task for not knowing the right plane models involved in the no. commercial air destroyer? Well, anyway, he had a really nice analysis of the final Walt Whitman poem. Oh, cool. Um, and he said, the first two lines, gliding over all through all, through nature, time, and space. says, I believe this is viewed as a reference to the way Walt has affected so many lives in Albuquerque. Walt thinks he's above all these people he's left in his wake. Jane, Tuco, Crazy Eight, Gus's two dealers, and even Gus himself, and his actions as a result of the grandiose feelings that he has stretched uh, throughout countless lives in the ABQ, and now his reach is extended further in Arizona and Texas. Should even people in Mexico have been affected by Walter's actions? And don't forget the Czech Republic, where now at least twenty nope. percent of the population is addicted <laughs> to meth. Now that they got the blue sky. Definitely. Next line has a ship on the waters, advancing the journey of the soul, not life alone. He says this represents karma. Villigan loves to stress the importance of karmic retribution and the breaking bad world. This line basically says actions in life affect the soul beyond the physical world and that the soul carries the heavy weight of bad karma while the body is only a vessel on the waters advancing through the physical world. What do you think of Brian H.'s poetic interpretation here?
0: I like that analysis. Uh, Honestly, I couldn't make much connection, but that seems uh, to be a pretty intelligent breakdown of it.
1: He says, anyways, what a great episode. It's another Michelle McLaren visual juggernaut. Someone needs to hire this woman to direct a fully-think, full-length feature film. I agree. Her blocking is amazing. Her shot composition is impeccable. And by the way, for Game of Thrones fans out there, she's slated to direct episodes seven and eight of season three. Hmm. So I can't wait to see what she does with that material. Yeah. Uh, Mara Ruth from New York City says, My friend and I are having a debate over how things would go down between Jesse and Walt. He thinks that Walt will team up with Hank and throw Jesse under the bus and that Jesse will team up with Declan to start cooking again. I think there's no way Walt will throw Jesse under the bus because he thinks of him as his son still and that Jesse is out of the cooking game for good. She
0: wants to know our thoughts. Uh, well, my first question when we talk about this is do you think Declan is out of the picture? We have some interesting feedback
1: about that because we I assume okay. that that's going to be a lot of how season eight – Goes down as a, a four- season eight. I'm sorry. the next eight episode <laughs> gotcha. installment of season 5.2 or whatever. I blame Villigan for this confusion, uh-huh. not myself. Uh, so I, I've, there's a compelling car- argument to make that all of this next season is going to be the fallout between Declan and Lydia and the DEA, yeah, and Jesse,
0: but there's also a compelling argument that says that's that stuff is actually over and done with, so it's true. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Declan being a major role, uh, being a major player in the second half of the season, just because you can't, you don't have time to really introduce a check threat, you know, although, Uh, well, if we flash forward, maybe you do, I mean, maybe you do, maybe it's gotten him in trouble. Well, I think of all that they did in this season, Mm -hmm. like if you, if I'd have came
1: up and said, okay, this half season of eight episodes is going to... Mike's going to die. Mm. They're going to rob a train. They're going to destroy evidence in a um, police station stronghold. They're going to murder a child. They're going to start <laughs> a whole other meth cooking operation involving this Vomitos pest control outfit. Yeah. They're going to bust uh, Mike's law lo- I mean, there's a lot of stuff, way more than the usual, you know, 13-episode run of Breaking Bad. So what can they stuff in with this new accelerated format into Season 8? That's true. Season 5.2.
0: There's room for a lot. Uh, But to address the question of Walt and Jesse, um, kind of Walt rolling on Jesse, uh, I think it might happen the other way. I think Jesse might roll on Walt if he finds out about the shit that he's done. What's that seeming exceedingly not possible at this point. But it I feel like it needs to happen if 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 we're if Jesse's going to have any kind of closure in this series, he's got to know about that stuff, right? The thing is is it's got uh, so Saul can drop a little
1: bit on yeah. him, like basically he can give up Brock, Brock. but all mm. the shit that Walt has done to Jesse Walt would have to give up himself. Yeah. And is that in his I mean he's already had two golden opportunities to do it and he hasn't. Like the it, it, the time he was all doped up in the fly would be the perfect opportunity, and I kind of yeah. thought he was going
0: to, but I don't know. I don't know. I I just <laughs> I feel like that needs to happen before the end of this thing. Okay. So I I think Jesse might turn on Walt. Gotcha. All right. Moving on
1: to Adam M. Uh, Todd showing up saying Mr. White, yo, was a nice touch. Yeah. I like that too. I mm-hmm. forgot the the that he says yo. I mean that was a cleared kind of jesse vibe uh lydia quoting tuco was hilarious we're going to make a lot of money together this exact quote from what tuco said to him do you remember that oh yeah i didn't get that when i first watched it i didn't either but now yeah i remember that and they got an extensive piece of feedback later on we're going to get to the flash forward is going to be hard to pull off because now three months of time at least went by in this episode and they cannot mm-hmm. skip any time between seasons now do you agree that there can be no skipping of time between Hank no. getting off the toilet? No. Wouldn't it be ballsy for him to be, like, three months later and (laughs) Uh Hank's, like, at the tail end of his investigation? How
0: do you—I mean, I I kind of agree with him. There's no way they can skip time between the seasons. They need—what they could do is they could do another flash forward, right? They could open up with something that's not Hank-related, uh, and then cut back to Hank. No, they have semi-charm kind of life
1: montage of the <laughs> DEA agents uncovering uh, all, putting together all, and talking to, you know, kicking in Lydia's door in Houston. That's uh, what's going to be.
0: Exhuming Gail's corpse, <laughs> uh, retesting that. Sure, some grisly stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Finding barrels of goo. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: no,
0: I, I don't... Yeah, they, they have to pick up at Hank's uh, epiphany, right?
1: If anything... They have to. If anything I see it's taking right off from Hank still being on the toilet Mm -hmm. or like you hear you're gonna hear the toilet flush and him come back out Uh, and being full Hank on you know parade mode, being playing it real cool. Mm -hmm. And the next flash forward we get is like on the last episode or episode or two where we catch back up with Walter from the you know opening of Live Free or Die. Huh. Okay. That's what I think. I like it. Okay, Luke Rogers says, Immediately after watching the episode, I thought to myself, Wow, I wasn't really impressed. I expected a lot more intense scenes and death." But after thinking about it for a minute, I realized that would actually be a very good way to wrap things up. I'm just mad because things didn't happen that I thought I would. Which is the number one criticism I have of all the critics that were talking about the disappointment of, season, of episode eight. I felt like they all had in mind uh, a preconceived notion of what had to happen, and it didn't conform, so they got mm-hmm. pissy. A lot yeah. of like Aaron in Season 5, Episode 1.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, you know, bitching and moaning about the flash forward and all that kind of stuff. So, um, he continues. One thing that caught my attention, though, is that Walt began discussing the prisoners. He referenced Bin Laden's death. This show started in 2008 and in a year and three or four months. Would have made it sometime in 2009, which means that Bin Laden killing wouldn't happen for another two years. Uh, yeah. Fan Fabian also picked that up. I thought that he said... It would be as hard as killing Bin Laden. Like that would work. Uh, I if they said it that way, it would have worked. Even if it had been like, because it would. No, you know? I,
0: I don't think they did. No, they he said, said it,
1: it would have been harder than killing Bin Laden. Like
0: they said it in a past tense. Yes. that they had already killed him.
1: And Vince actually copped to the you know anachronism because he he, he just kind of like played it off like, well, this show I always intended to be set now. You know, there are some yeah, calendars and yeah. stuff that you see, and we can't avoid that. But, like, if you watch it 10 years from now, I want you to feel like it's happening now.
0: But it won't. With a Bin Laden reference, like, well, I guess... Yeah, but what about, like, 40 he, years from now? Oh, I think <laughs> That'd still, be a dated reference. I don't... Well, 40 years, but 10 years, I don't,
1: I don't know. 10 years, not know. Killing be. Bin Laden's yeah. a big deal. Sure. I gotcha. But I... I yeah, if, if that's the way he's going to play it, then he shouldn't mention anything. Yeah. Just so, keep it all in-universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like referencing the... Giants-Patriots-Super Bowl. Although, <laughs> hell, that might work for another. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, they've been like two out of the last four. Uh, he also, going back to Luke's point, says, I think at the start of next season we might see another flash forward for the cold opening, possibly, and then we'll jump back to Hank going back outside oh, from the bathroom. My prediction. Then he'll either sit back down acting like nothing happened on the toilet, and he will reveal.
0: <laughs> he just keeps going. to He's got <laughs> yeah. diarrhea.
1: He, he, he keeps he's going back. He's just in there
0: for like... A day and a half. He's dusting fingerprints, deciding what to do. Yeah,
1: looking for ricin. Uh, he uh, will either sit back down acting like nothing happened, or he will reveal that he has just discovered at a later time. Reveal what he just discovered at a later time, or he will arrest Walt right on the spot. And the next seven episodes will be Walt using Todd's prison connection to smuggle in a pick and carve his way out <laughs> of a cell. His cell behind a poster. The probably most boring of ever. I think Luke basically made four mutually contradicting predictions. (laughs) Okay. So, nice try there, Luke, but you need to stick with one of them. That
0: doesn't exactly sound like riveting television, him ice-picking his way out of prison. It worked for the Shawshank Redemption. No, that's true. But that was for two hours, not eight. (laughs) Oh, Walt. That was the longest night of Walt's life. (laughs)
2: Uh, All
0: right.
1: Stuck in a cell with... The man on fire and two of the biggest bull queers of the ABQ
2: lockup.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Chris from Virginia. Some meta spoiler for you to chew on. You mentioned in 506 spoiler section, the 4chan reportedly, uh, the, the 4chan reporter, Walt Choke, Skyler out scene. And then in your 507 spoiler section... Uh, you sort of discredit the 4chan stuff as something that maybe the Villigan team planted. This means that Jim might have been right in your 506 spoiler section when he joked that Kelly Dixon planted it. She seems like the one who keeps track of all the internet goings on. This is true. Kelly is like, mm-hmm. when, everyone's, when everyone says like, oh, I never read the internet, she's like, I do. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like uh, I remember when Anna Gunn was on, she's like, you know, I never read the fan. And then Kelly's like, well, I do. And they say some shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. But he says, Skyler. alternate theory, maybe they actually did film the Walt choke Sock Skyler out scene and sent it to their post-production company to flesh out where the leaks from last season were coming from.
0: That would be a smart thing to do. I like that theory. And companies have been known to do that. I mean, they'll send out mm-hmm. DVDs with different watermarks sure. so that when they get pirated, they know where they came from. It's the classic canary trap that the uh-huh. Tyrion pulled on the Game of
1: Thrones last season. Exactly. Uh, Richard C. joined in and said, I'll brook no argument to this theory. You remember that fake Skyler spoiler? The Villigan actually shot that scene with a skeleton crew to weed out those who had loose lips on a ship. They will never be heard from again. <laughs>
0: They're in barrels right now. <laughs> they are
1: in barrels or in the desert as we speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Angelica M. said, was it just me or when Gomi told Hank about the ten guys getting off in a prison? Uh, he was with those kindergarten kindergartners. It reminded me of nine eleven when the Secret Service was telling Bush about what happened. I think it's just you. Uh, we had two other <laughs> we had two other people that that mentioned that. Well, it's not so just you, maybe but it wasn't a me. Parallel. She also wanted to know. Could we hook her up with some great series that she should be watching? Well, Angelica, if you haven't started on Justified, you ought to because it's fucking awesome. Skip season one. You can <laughs> safely skip yeah. season one if you wanted to. I I think it's a strong season.
0: Um, it's not know, a strong it's an season in season. But it, it's the not great a strong stuff, season in relation to the uh, two, three, and four. You know what? No, Before
1: no. we do Justify, I'm going to rewatch season one. I'm going to make a note of which ones are like the canonical. Good like, idea. Like the ones that involve Boyd and his relationship, and there's three or four, yeah. especially like the first two, and maybe the, I want to say this is the first two and last two. There's a little those, bit, bit of
0: background in there, yeah.
1: You You watch those, go right into season two. Which is awesome Except uh-huh. for maybe like two episodes Which are still pretty good Are just kind of like What? And then season yeah. three Which is also awesome Yep You should definitely catch up on that uh, You know We're big fans of The Walking Dead Season three looks amazing In fact I'm going to yeah. hazard I'm going to postulate That you can just start on season three <laughs> <laughs> or, You'll miss a lot of bullshit. What if you just what if you watch season 1, the apocalypse version on fanedit.org? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go and get the apocalypse version. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. link
0: to that in the show notes. All right,
1: you watch that, skip to season 3. I think you could do that, right? Cuz we even you know, season 2 was just it had some good stuff, but it was mostly silly.
0: Uh I'm hoping there will be an Apocalypse version of that as well. We should if do not. an Apocalypse version. That is a when,
2: when the big bl- dedication I time. don't care. When the
1: Blu-rays come out, we should do that. It, I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I feel like you can knock that down in like a three-hour mega episode that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, you just take Laurie out.
1: You take any time with Laurie, <laughs> Shane, and Rick or them talking about themselves or mm-hmm. looking for the Sophia. All that stuff needs to go. Yeah um so there's that uh you know if you haven't gone on game of thrones or Mad Men, the other ones that we really like are uh, b- uh boardwalk empire
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we like uh i've heard good things about homeland i'm actually going to watch the season um this next week or two
0: you watched downton abbey how would you feel about that
1: downton abbey was fucking awesome yep. uh, there's a lot of people that talk shit about season two and i kind of see where they're coming from but i ate that shit up downton abbey's fan this season one especially is fantastic
0: uh, I'd recommend the first like five seasons of Dexter. That's a, oh, yeah. a, a pretty good show. Uh, I hear it went off the rails, but I haven't seen six or seven or twelve or whatever they're on now.
1: The Wire. I just started rewatching yeah. The Wire, and it's the first time I've rewatched it from the season. And I can't believe how much more I'm getting out of it this time around. Oh, really? Yeah, like people that you know I just didn't know or glossed over because I didn't you know I didn't know anything. Like now I've uh-huh. seen the whole. It's like oh my god, this started back in like episode two and. It's really good. Uh, what else? Mad Men. Were we were talking about Mad Men, though, Did didn't you? we? No. Uh, Just or um, Archer. <laughs> if you want something no. funny, Archer yeah. and Louis. Louis Louis's uh, CK uh, show is really good. Anything else? I think that's a, that's a, that's a good solid bunch of TV watching.
0: Uh, the newsroom, but you can forward it, no, fast forward I it anytime that. Uh, jeff daniels and his ex-wife are on screen together (laughs) just get rid of it anytime that they're not actually
1: doing the news you could yeah Uh, that show i have a love-hate relationship because everything involving the news i really like everything involving the actual characters interpersonal relationships i detest (laughs) same here (laughs) with a passion like the laurie rick uh shane triangle has nothing on the abby what's his face what's his face or Maggie, what's-his-face, what's-his-face love triangle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is now That's... a love-like
0: pentagon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I haven't seen the last couple episodes. Oh, my it?
1: God. Yeah, so that that sucks. Um, <laughs> we should be we should move on. All right. Uh, Daryl says, he uh, mentioned a bunch of different callbacks to previous episodes. But he says the other smaller callback uh, that he wants to talk about is the beetle that was shown in close-up crawling around during the mm. get-together with Hank and Marie at the end of the episode. Reminded me strongly of another beetle used in the show that may have been the exact same kind. In the second season, in an early episode, began with Jesse playing with a beetle while he stood on the cor- street corner waiting for Skinny P. I think this is an episode called Peekaboo, which is the one where Jesse uh, finds that little redheaded kid with, in the den of the meth parents. Yeah. Uh, when Pete walked up, Jesse quickly dropped the beetle, almost like he was embarrassed, and Pete immediately crushed it without a moment's thought. In last night's episode, as soon as I saw the beetle crawling around near Walt's pool, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, someone's innocence is about to be compromised. This time, though, it wasn't real (laughs) innocence, but rather Walt's perceived innocence in Hank's eyes. And this time, the beetle survived the scene, which leads me to believe that Hank will play his new information pretty close to the vest. So do you think that that represents Walt's innocence or in the eyes of the court? And the fact that the beetle survives means that maybe Walt will survive.
0: Um, that's a good question. I don't know. The Beatle is certainly a metaphor, but I honestly couldn't read much into it. Yeah? All right. Yeah. I, I All I could think I'm, about I'm was you. that episode and the guy's head getting squashed by the ATM. hmm <laughs> It was like Chekhov squashing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: JJ from Chattanooga says, In gliding over all, we see Walter get everything he's always wanted. By taking Walt to the stack of money, Skylar acknowledges that he's the most powerful moneymaker. By opening up the Walt... Hank admits that he's been beaten by a greater man. By paying Jesse to $5 million, Walt is able to set things right with his most important friend. By quitting the meth business, Walt gets his family back. Walt has it all. He may have won many viewers back to his side, which is a true story compared uh, to a lot of the feedback we got. This is what Villigan does so well. He makes everything come together perfectly, then lets one small event ruin it all. Hank takes a shit. <laughs> that's not a small event. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's a labor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We see Hank moving from knowing what Walter is, that Walter is Heisenberg, to proving Walt is Heisenberg, and then struggling with what to do to that knowledge. We'll see Declan responding to the loss of his meth supply and possibly coming after Walt's stack of money. We will likely see the statement that Jesse is one of the two best meth cooks, pulling him back in Mm. against his will. It's going to be great. All good
0: predictions. Any comments in particular? Uh, No. Although I do like the idea that uh, that statement is going to linger around. I think it's something I proposed when... We talked about that episode uh, of him calling him the second best cook. Right. The two best cooks, whatever. Also, that's a big pile of cash, and you can buy your way out of a lot of shit with that much cash. That's true. 70, what do we Well, talking, see, Like 70, 80 million bucks. Uh, uh,
1: there's a lot of advanced analysis that took place mm-hmm. where they actually counted the individual bands and did some statistical distribution oh, and all that kind of stuff. And, and the consensus on those. Is like a t- mid twenty to mid thirty range. Uh, my analysis came out to like seventy to ninety million, and Vince mm-hmm. Gilligan said that their estimates put it at eighty. Yeah. So I'm gonna say fuck y'all. I got that one right. <laughs> uh- <laughs> but even if it's just thirty, if it's eighty, like that's can buy a lot of disappearing. But if very it's, true. If it's even if it's just thirty, I mean, can you? I'm gonna let. I'm gonna wait for. I'm gonna wait there because there's a good listener take on that, and I'm about to step on their toes. So okay. Uh, Geoff from Virginia says, who will be the lucky winner of the ricin merry-go-round after seeing it go unused in season four? And really since season two. Oh, and yeah. And again with Lydia, do you
0: either think? Uh, do either of you think that Walt will be the one to use the ricin on himself? There is the theory that that pill he popped in the flash forward is actually the ricin. But why would he do that before he was – how long does it take ricin to work? Oh, uh, like a week. Oh, right? does it? Yeah.
2: Oh.
0: So maybe he knows that he's going to be arrested when he goes and does whatever he's about to do. Interesting. And they would confiscate that. I assume so. Or he would be so,
1: and maybe he'd be incapacitated and he wouldn't be able to take it. So he just want to make sure. Or he just
0: doesn't want to live his life in jail. Really? He he just refuses to go to jail. Oh, all right. I don't know. That's a theory that's floating around out there. Um, I, I like it because they made a show of him taking a pill. Oh, sure. That we don't. We don't know why he would be taking pills unless it's either cancer and he's or impri- the right. And
1: we're, we're kind of left to imply that it is cancer, but that uh-huh. would be just like Villigan to kind of rope-a-dope us on that Exactly. One. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, he goes on to say, let's face it. It seems as if the cancer is coming back with the possibility that Hank could finally catch his man. I think it might be likely that Walt will ultimately go out on his terms and not by the hand of someone else. Oh. Nancy H. from Kinnebunkport, uh, which is the goofiest sounding location <laughs> on the planet. Yep. Uh, the music quietly playing in the background of the final pool party scene is titled "Up with the Ju- or Up the Junction" by 80s band Squeeze, which is a British London slang for being fucked. Which <laughs> Walt now is, thanks to Hank needing some better reading material than the family circle or parenting magazines, which he first picks up from the top of the toilet library. I like that. Uh,
0: it's, it's up the junction.
1: Yeah. Huh. You're up the junction, Governor. A very evocative statement. You're proper fucked. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> I don't know. Some sort of cockney, I don't know. I would have never picked up that detail, so thank you, Nancy. Yeah. From Kinney Bunkport, uh, which is also slang for <laughs> 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 Oh, you got a touch of the Kinney Bunkport, I see. Uh, Alex in Brooklyn says... Uh, I love where the episode got the show, but I don't love how it got there. His problem. Villigan spoke in one of the Insider podcasts about how coincidence is fair game for making life harder for your protagonist, but it should never help them. This works here if you consider Walt as your protagonist, but at this point I'm rooting for Hank. Therefore, for me, Hank picking up the random Whitman book as a means to jump-starting his Walter investigation was too much of a leap for coincidental help. I would have preferred mm-hmm. Hank notice something amiss. Uh, that he spoke to his refi- uh, that spoke to his refined investigative skills. Not an obvious piece of evidence that any detective with half a brain slash gomey level should have made a connection to.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's uh, if I can you buy see if you switch protagonists, right? Um, which I think most of us have. Honestly, I don't know that I'm actually rooting for Walt to get caught by Hank. Uh huh. But I don't want Walt to be on top forever. Certainly agreed. But I also think
1: that even if you switch loyalties, like okay, if protagonist in, in the film term is still Walt. He's the more or less the hero of the story, even if he isn't the hero in our own he's hearts an and minds. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think when if you're using Gilligan's own words against him, you have to take it that, the fact that Walt is his still his still protagonist. And Not I'm sure. actually yeah. surprised to see. Vince really still espousing a lot of sympathy for Walter in the latest podcast, Insider Podcast. He was—he's really got a soft spot for that guy, man. (laughs) I guess so. It's because Brian Cranston is such a nice
0: guy. It's hard to hate his characters.
1: Plus, I think I don't know. Maybe there's a a, a, not just a little bit of uh, Vince's own dark side in uh, Walter White. Oh, I would guess there would have to be, right? Right. Uh, he says, prediction how Walt finds out Hank knows. Despite his better judgment, Hank will share with Marie his suspicions about Walt. Mm-hmm. Marie, never thinking for a second that Skylar would be in on it, will tell her and want to t- uh, take her to safety. Skylar, despite her better judgment, will tell Walt. Walt will find an excuse to finally slip Hank the longest Chekhov's gun in history, Rison <laughs> uh, <laughs> Walt are- killing Hank would be a tough pill to swallow, no pun intended.
0: I know. I mean, that would be certainly for everyone. That would be the final straw, right? I yeah. You can't be on Walt's side if he kills his own brother-in-law yeah. just to save his hide. I
1: I think that I that feels right to me. I mean, I don't know what other listeners would say, but that would definitely be. That's one of the things I can I think I came away with when we had this discussion last season is like if he ever killed any of his own immediate family, including yeah. I include Hank and Marie. Sure that would be a pretty big line to cross.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, I think that would definitely make him uh, <laughs> make him lose all of his current fans. Yep. Uh, so Tyler from Michigan says, I swear
1: to God if the series ends with Walt waking up next to the barrel he passed out to in episode one, I will flip every table within a 20-mile radius. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, wouldn't that be the awesomest troll, though, if Villigan does that? He does like a JR, like it was just all a
0: dream? No, uh, well, yes, it would be an awesome troll, but God, that would be horrible. Would it change how you feel about the show? Certainly, yeah. I would think it was a terrible ending. Really? Yeah. Maybe the worst ending in history because it was such a good show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right about that. Okay. I so we're with you. We we will we will take that f- table flipping party <laughs> global. We'll have a we've, table got, flipping we've got we've got fans from Norway and Ireland and fucking Australia and the UK and France and all of America. We will flip tables within a 20-mile radius of us all and all the tables will be flipped. <laughs> yep. I'm with I'm, I'm I'm with you there, Tyler. Uh Anthony Del Grosso. Yeah. Uh, or and it's in its English meaning Anthony of the Grosso. I think that Hank will kill himself. Judging by the movie that Hank Mike was watching about a cop killing himself and the gesture he made while leaving his office while Walt was getting rid of the bugs, a gun to his head. To me, I think he'll he'll see how close he is to the case and avoid losing his job and ruining his family. And he will do that by taking his own life. Either that or Walt finds out that Hank knows and makes a mock suicide. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, hedging by our listeners. You can't say I predict this or the complete opposite.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Jim tries to do that. I don't like do him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but there there's a good point in there. A lot of people are wondering, okay, now how does Hank arrest Walt? That may not be the question. The question may be does. Hank arrest Walt. Agreed, and he's got it. Like, Hank just can't
1: bust out the door like you're under arrest. Uh, certainly, he's he got no nothing, case. Uh-huh. nothing on Walt. Yeah, uh, he but but you know, but he could take that and
0: build on certainly, it, certainly, yeah.
1: certainly. Now that he knows where to look, but so, but I mean, he right now has nothing that he can go and get get action on, and even though he's but got a ton of clout at uh-huh. work, um. You know, can you imagine after, like, Mike dies and all this, if he goes back to Superior and like, I actually think my brother-in-law
0: is the head uh-huh. kingpin. I want to spend even more money on it. And this is why I thought, at the time even, that it was such a brilliant move for Mercut to get in trouble for this, for Gus Spring being right under his nose. Right. Because that puts a lot more pressure on Hank not to turn Walt in. Right. Even though he knows. Wow. So I think the, the real question coming back to season 5.2 is... Is Hank even going to do anything about this? Good. Very good question. Very good question. Yeah. So thanks to Del Grosso for that one. Del Grosso. Uh, Del Grosso.
1: Mike De S. from Illinois. I said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Hank in Marie's house had a painting in the background of three men on a horseback to go along to Three Stooges slash Three <laughs> Amigos storyline. Good catch. Yeah. Uh, Rich says, going in, I had a feeling this episode would end with a close up of Hank simply saying, Walt or shit. well the silent look on hank's face spoke volumes i like the juxtaposition of walt's apex and hank's low point yeah he also said what's up with hank's limp is it psychosomatic no
0: i he just got over a grueling intense physical therapy i I think why he says that is because it's more severe in some scenes and it appears to be totally gone in others and really i haven't seen a single scene where it's completely gone no we had some some comments about Hmm. that all right previous emails
1: the Wonders of Episode 9 will pick up right where Episode 8 left off. That's certainly our leading speculation right mm-hmm. now. Uh, the series opened with Walt holding a gun for what he thought was an impending shootout. He even puts the gun to his head and pulls the trigger, but the safety was on before realizing it was unnecessary. I expect a callback to that in the finale.
0: Well, there's a, an image floating around out there on Reddit, I think. Uh-oh. Um, Is this a spoiler? The- No, no, no! It's it's historical from the show. Every single person who has pointed a gun at Walt has been killed by Walt. Yes. Um. So, going with that, Walt pointed a gun at himself. Right. The logical conclusion. What's going to happen there? There's two people that has pointed a gun at Walt's
1: head that hasn't been killed yet. That's Jesse and Walt himself. Yeah. So I like that. I never I've never heard that uh, taken to that extreme. Um, okay, moving on to Tom from West Virginia. If you have time, please go back to the spoiler source and let us know if they commented on their failure. No, I've not, and I don't know whether they've done the mea culpa. Yeah. Um, since it came from the TV section of Reddit or uh, 4chan, which is, by, is like anonymous <laughs> anonymous, I doubt it. Hmm. Uh, also, there was one bald move poster, uh, Facebook poster, that predicted that spoiler was not real, and it was me. So, Tom... <laughs> In your Volkswagen from West Virginia, th- you, you, you got the uh, you, you got the gold <laughs> star for the spoilers uh, sniffer-outer. Yep. Uh, I want to vet all spoilers through you in the future. All right. That's not really a promise. It's binding. Uh, Michael, he says, Gliding over all starts with Walt shutting the door on Jesse, his work spouse, which harkens back to the door closing on Kay as the last scene in The Godfather. I've seen the prison murder scene described as a being out of Goodfellas, but in that famous sequence, you don't actually see the murders. No, the prison murders were right out of the uh, the baptism scene in The Godfather, mainly because the murders were also interspersed with shots of the man who ordered them in the first place, Walt slash Michael. Also, Kenny being stuck on the wrong side of the door and watching the other people kill him echoes the mob boss who gets shot while trapped in a revolving door in the baptism scene. Hmm. I like that. Finally, while gliding over all ends with a happy outdoor meal, The Godfather starts with one. He basically says Breaking Bad is Godfather in reverse. Who gets set on fire in The Godfather? I don't know. <laughs> somebody does. Doesn't, somebody gets caught on fire. I don't know. Maybe. I can't uh, remember. Anyway. Uh, James H. says, I believe Walt is going to be taken into custody and immediately becomes a target of Todd and his neo-Nazi brigade. Todd's prison connections are in excellent position to take Walt out before he can start naming names. Walt knows this, and I believe he's going to try to cut a deal. Witness protection for himself and his family in exchange for Walt's associates. Hank, with his new promotion, is in a position where he will be able to make this happen. Eventually, someone is going what? to... F- what do you mean what? Walt's associates. Yeah. He's like the only guy left except for Lydia. No, he knows Lydia. He knows Declan. He knows Todd. He knows all the Vamonos Pest Control uh, guys. They he knows don't all... give a shit about some burglars. He knows the guys that orchestrated the 10-person prison murder. He's got some pretty big names in his back pocket. I guess, but bigger than Heisenberg. I don't know. It depends on how Hank views it. But Hank is in a position because it seems like I don't know yeah, if this is factual true. or not, but mm-hmm. he seems like he was, like, calling the shots about who got the deals or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, again, I know that's that not that's not probably correct from a legal, real-life standpoint, but that's the way the show is portraying it, I thought. Yeah. So Hank, with his new position, is in, a, in his, is in a spot where he can make this happen. Eventually, someone is going to find out where Walt and his family are hiding, New Hampshire. And a flash forward we saw in the beginning of the season is Walt, back to New Mexico, attempting to do what he intended to do all along, protect his family. In doing this, Walter's character will come full circle through his fall the supervillain and ultimate redemption into the man who he tried to be all along but never quite made it, someone who's doing what he does for the security of his family. That's an incredibly specific pred- yeah. prediction, and I like it a lot. All right. Uh, that's all?
0: You're not going to give me anything more than that? Just going to give me an all right? I don't think he's got the pawns to, to sacrifice. You don't think he's got the minerals? Uh, I don't think he's got the minerals. <laughs> all
1: right. Michael GS says, Hank will now try to prove Walt is Heisenberg, but how does he prove a string of coincidences throughout the past 4.5 seasons? That are all related. He loves the final scene, mm-hmm. but if you're over at someone's house as a guest, don't you normally drop a number two in the master bathroom? Or he goes, do you nor you, you don't normally drop it to number two in the master sure, bathroom, sure. or does whites not have a half bath? Uh, okay, so so let's talk about the etiquette of this. Sure, because we had some. I, I saw some feedback somewhere. So if I was at a party, yeah. now, now get so let's say I was at a party at my sister's house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. There was other guests involved. I would always drop a number two in the master bathroom because I feel entitled as her brother to go take a shit in her bathroom. Oh, And also, I don't want to funk up
0: the common bathroom for the other party guests. Yeah, see, I didn't think of the entitlement. I thought of, yeah, you don't want to mess up a perfectly good bathroom that people are using. No, I don't
1: want to wreck their
0: downstairs bathroom
1: if I can go use the master. Now, in this situation where it's all family... (laughs) It is kind of weird, but it seemed like from the layout of the house that that's a closer bathroom. And again, as brother-in-law, I think you have, at least in this part of the United States, carte blanche to use your brother or sister's bathroom. Sure. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Didn't have a problem with that. A lot of people had a big problem with the the bathroom etiquette. Maybe it's different in different parts of the country. Maybe. So, anyway. Uh, Dan from San Fran says, I want to share my prediction with you. Hank will be torn between doing the right thing. And covering up since one, Walt's family, and two, yeah. the Whites paid for his rehab. I think Walt will fake his own death and go into hiding, leaving Skylar and her kids to continue their lives without him.
0: Hmm, I could see that. Uh, uh, I forgot to mention on that last email, uh, Hank could clear it, or I'm sorry, Walt could clear it all up just by saying he found the book in a yard sale. No, no, that's <laughs> not
1: true. Are you being serious? No. Okay, good. Because I'm like, fuck you. There's no way that you could come clean and do that. No. Um. All right. Whoa. Where was I? Um. Chris, ill. I like the theory that Walt Whitman book is not from Gale. This is. It's, it's a nice segue. That's a theory. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week. This is the fully f- fleshed out theory. I like the theory that the Walt Whitman book is not from Gail, but from Gretchen, whose the name is Black. Uh, he says I don't did his personal research, but this is a lot of people on the internet saying it, and that the name, the, the the where the name Gray matter, comes- wait, wait, wait where the name oh, Gray matter right. comes from was a combo of the names Black and White. It would also be smarter the writers had the main thing to bring Walt down be something so innocent. I also it also would fit the, the reason why Walt knew that the poem was. God damn, I can't, I've had way too much to drink tonight. <laughs> three rail splitters and a, three fingers of Johnny Walker Black is apparently the a limit for successfully <laughs> reading feedback. I also, Jesus, I can't do it. It also would fit that the, that would be a reason why Walt knew the poem in the scene with Hank if he had read Whitman with Gretchen. I th- actually think this email is, got, is, is not written correctly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this, um, why it's wrong. All right.
0: Well, no, okay, so I like what they've pulled out of there. I mean, Grey Matter, we know a little bit about. I mean, and the idea that it's black and white mixed together. Okay, I like that. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, but what about the handwriting? The handwriting is, is an exact match for Gales, isn't it?
1: Yes. How it's would that be? pretty much be... an exact match.
0: Yeah, how could you explain that for uh, the Gretchen theory? Uh, I don't think you can.
1: And also Gretchen's last name is made names, not black. That's never been mentioned in any, uh, breaking bad episode. Her married yeah. name is Schwartz, mm-hmm. which is Elliot's made name, which is German for black, which would, mem- which would, Oh, <laughs> which would match the gray matter theme. In fact, I, some people say that Walt yeah. actually explicitly said that in one of the episodes. I don't know about that. I don't remember that, but that would definitely be true.
0: Yeah. Or it could be true. Um so just the hand, the handwriting alone breaks that theory for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, it, her
1: name's not black and that is gail's handwriting. If you look at gail's journal and you yeah. compare that with the inscription, it's an exact match. Now, a lot of people said when did when did Walt get that book from gail Uh we didn't see him actually change hands, but mm-hmm. in season 3 episode 6 Sunset gale quotes the learned astronomer and walt says i need to check in you know read more uh whitman and then that later that scene he has this book and the inference is that mm-hmm. gale gave it to him yeah so as a gift um sully from plus it's like would your girlfriend really say it's an honor to work for, with with you <laughs> probably not i mean just the way it was written it seems a very bromance thing Uh, Sully from Boston. Uh, of course he's from Boston. Why? Because it's Sully. There's, you've never had a Sully come from like Indianapolis (laughs) or Nebraska. You wouldn't get a Murph from Nebraska or Seattle. They're going to all come from all Sully's and Murph's come from Boston. All right. And this one says, I predict Hank does not immediately confront Walt, but first back checks the 10 or so instances when Hank's involvement with Hank, Wait, with Walt's involvement with Hank now supports that Walt is Heisenberg hypothesis. In doing so, Hank will learn from Marie that Walt's drug money paid for his rehab. Then Hank's logical play is to use Walt as an informant and nail Declan, Todd, Lydia, and the Skinhead prison murderers. In the, which is the new Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) Uh, In the uh, penultimate episode, the audience will finally turn on Walter White as he frames Jesse just as the family leaves town and witness protection. I think 90% of the audience has turned on Walter White, and about 10% has come back in this last episode.
0: What do you think of the rest of the stuff? I'm I'm still on board with Walt is the guy that Hank wants to get. I mean, all series we've seen Hank lusting after Heisenberg. But
1: we've... Okay. He over doesn't want to get everybody else. Over under how many episodes before he drops this? Oh, it's got to be a few. Like, I'm going to say over and under is, like, 4.5. Ooh. Um,
0: wow. That's tough. I'm going to say over, just barely. Oh, wow. So you're saying episode five until Hank confronts Walt with this. He's got to build a case. He's got to build a an ironclad case. He needs a is... montage, man. <laughs> yeah, he could do it it's in episode one with a montage. Right. Play some Uh, semi-charmed life over it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs)
1: Uh, Rich F. opines that Hank will maul his suspicions of Walt over, realizing that all he has is inscription in a book under the guise of having Walt over to help him bottle a batch of Schraderbrow. Hank confronts Walt with his suspicions. Walt manages to bumble through an alibi that seems to appease Hank. Um, As he's walking away in feigned outrage, Walt's hubris gets the better of him, and his inner Heisenberg comes out. He doubles back and confesses everything to Hank, including the fact that a drug money supported him in his rehab. Mm. You're missing—Walt has to be fucking drunk for him to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. He needs a lot of wine. Yeah,
1: he needs a lot of of red wine. Like, one of the Skylar glasses full. (laughs) Yeah, just one. (laughs) He can't handle what Skylar drinks. Uh, Well, she's been working all season. You can't handle the the brew.
2: You can't handle
1: the booze. (laughs) Uh, Walt tells Hank that if he's arrested, he'll swear that Hank was his inside man at the DEA. Oh, wouldn't that be hilarious? If we've wow. been sus we wouldn't speculate on the mole for like
0: two, three seasons now and it turns out it's Hank, but it's fake. <laughs> wow. And, and the, the records of him paying for his treatment. Oh, uh, yeah. And Hank's brutal. obsession
1: with the blue meth could easily be interpreted as misleading the investigation to protect the operation. Possibly. Because every single thing the DEA has done, or elimination, has served to help Walt be that much stronger.
0: Yeah, and he's always gone after, quote-unquote, the wrong guy,
1: right? I mean, he's caught
0: guys, but it's never been Heisenberg. Yep. Uh,
1: Moving on, uh, Sabina, who signs XOXO, hugs and kisses for you and me, Jim, says, uh, I have a question. Do you two have access to Wikipedia? Kayannis, Katsy, Peck and Paw, and countless other topics are covered here. It's quite the miracle site for people with questions, <laughs> pop culture or otherwise. You should look into it. Okay, hugs and kisses, <laughs> Sabrina, smart ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, that's harsh. Well, if she's gonna hug and kiss, I'm gonna take it to the next level. Uh, <clears throat> but the problem is, is we strictly divide the feedback. Like one of us does it and the other person doesn't read it for that week. Yeah. Um, so when and that's part of the charm is that when Jim tells me stuff and I feign like outrage or indignation or impression, that's like my genuine first thoughts on hearing it. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe she's really blaming you for not looking at Peck and Paw, because I had no idea. I just had and Paw dropped in my lap.
0: That's true. You should have looked at that's it, you true. should
1: you should check in this Wikipedia thing, Jim. The, the
0: trouble is, how am I gonna go back and and review a guy's entire catalog.
1: Yes, no. In, it's in tough. the two days between. It's tough when someone drops yeah. that because then you're in the middle of processing all this email and formatting mm. it, and it's like, okay, I need to make a note to look this up, or you just stop everything and look it up then. And yeah, got you know. And with and a subject got a deadline, as broad right?
0: as a guy's career, right? And the overarching themes involved in that, right? There's a lot to research, and I just don't have the time. And you've got a deadline. I mean, usually yeah. we
1: start this later. You know, we leave about three hours to process feedback, and we start it pretty late because we don't want to have to cut people off. Mm. And you know, if you start doing these diversions pretty soon, you're going to have to like skip feedback and all that kind of stuff. Sounds like so we're making excuses, Aaron. We are making tons of excuses. <laughs> uh, it was necessary. It was the only way. The blatant truth we is, I just, <laughs> I just of us don't do. have time. I just don't have time. Uh She also continues in a less bitchy way uh, when Holly's, uh <laughs> was being set down at a playpen, there was Harsh. a there's a blood red bank oh, God there's a blood red blanket underneath her. I think this marks her for death she's in trouble mm. I feel like i mean your 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 speculation is everyone dies have you <laughs> yeah. ba- have you backed off that any?
0: Uh, I can't. I already
1: made the prediction. But well, do you want to? Do you feel like events are not
0: supporting that anymore? I, I don't think that Marie's gonna die anymore. I mean, like... Really? Why would Marie die? Because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. She's a kleptomaniac. She's not... A murderer. She doesn't deserve death for that. She's, you know how many spoons this woman
1: <laughs> stole, Jim. <laughs> She's got the entire fifty states. She's got the entire fifty states. That I mean, if that is not marked you for death, I don't know what. No, does. I,
0: I can't see that Marie would die. But I've already made the prediction, so I'm not backing off of it.
1: This is more hope than prediction. But I hope Walt comes back to his senses. This is against Sabina, of the hugs and kisses, uh, and gives Kaylee the five million. Mike would have left her. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. If he, like, Duff is, like, you know, it's one of the final scenes is a duffel, you know, her getting his duffel bag full of drug Oh, money. wouldn't it be worse if it's her in the duffel bag? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I was a little rough on Sabina. It's all in uh, fun. And I guess this is a nice digression. We've been kind of hard on David Chin. This whole season. Oh, yeah. Let's talk like about I this. I talked about how it's my life's mission to take down the evil David Chin empire. <laughs> I hope everyone knows that I was kind of joking with that. And the the other stuff we said yeah. about us being kind of envious of certain aspects of his podcast was we right on. We told him on. to suck
0: it. And like, we obviously don't mean that.
1: Yeah. But I guess a couple of our fans have taken it to leaving vicious reviews on his iTunes page uh, and, and saying that our site is better. I mean, I'm flattered, but... I would prefer you not Trash a guy I mean I I, I think leaving negative reviews Especially if you're leaving A one star review For David Chin's podcast I think it's a crime Because
0: He's two stars at worst
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You asshole uh, But no But, no, I mean, but you know, it really like, doesn't do us Any favors right Like No it, it, I don't think people are going to judge his podcast based on a couple of reviews that he gets that are negative. Right. Uh, Especially ones mentioning another podcast. Right. And and there's
1: some Walking Dead guys that did it to us last season. There was a a Game of Thrones guys that did it, that actually incited their people to to do it to us. Yeah, it
0: sucks when it happens. Yeah,
1: it's like, you know, we get robbed a half star or a star, and it doesn't really, you know, make our podcast better or worse. But, you know, you've got a bunch of people leaving you zero of 14 people found this, uh, review helpful yeah. type stuff. So it's like, you know, I please don't do it and think that that's something that we think is cool. Um, you know, yeah. uh, that said, Dave Chin's Twitter response saying that yes. we are assholes for calling people. Is, is that, that's, yeah, I just think that proves the point about David Chin being a total fucking asshole. <laughs> Get out of and here. And deserving. yeah, he deserves everything he got, right? That's <laughs> thats what basically point blank period we're, we're talking about, this, right?
0: This is the one time where I'm not going to joke around about it. I'm going to say I actually enjoy David Chin's shows, both his Justified and his Breaking Bad podcasts. Uh, so I don't wish any hate on David Chin.
1: <sighs> he still better stay in his territory. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh anyway. He, he's so, only, no, only sixty percent pure it's, anyway. It's, it's it's totally not yeah, it's it's totally not cool to like even one star reviews and say bald move is better. Yeah. So even if it's true, it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Uh Susan Webster from Phoenix, Arizona said, We don't know when the smash paper dispenser happened. Do you really think it's still unrepaired from six to nine months ago? Isn't it possible that you smash it again? I guess it's possible, but... Smashed what? This paper towel dispenser.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> he
0: smashed every week. He goes in there and smashes yeah. that dispenser.
1: I I honestly think that it's entirely possible that it's left unrepaired. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not... If it's functional, and I don't think it like impairs its ability to dispense paper towels, I mean, mm-hmm. are you going to spend 150 bucks to replace it? No. Nah. So...
0: I think it's still smashed.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, you could probably easily go back and compare the two to see if they didn't match. But even if they didn't, that could be explained by a production detail. I yeah. uh, said, so one last thing. I'm amazed you guys don't know who Sam Peckinpah is. Oh, He's boy. an iconic director and really created his own genre of films per genre of films. Per Wikipedia, he was known for his innovative and explicit depiction of action and violence. I thought I might have seen one or two because I've seen, I have seen a, quite a few westerns, but I went and looked up and I hadn't seen a single one. And yeah. I'm going to make it my mission for the off season to watch at least one now. So I guess the Nattercast were going on and on about us uh, not knowing our shit with the Peck and Paw stuff. Too, oh so. boy, hey man, oh boy,
0: hey. Well, it happens. Why do we need to when we've got listeners to do it That's for us? That's right. That email proves it. Moving on to superfan D. Candlish. Uh,
1: she says, I'm not entirely convinced that Walt will have any comeback for getting out from Lydia, Declan or anyone else. There seemed to be a bit of time passing there as well. And I took that to mean that he was letting everyone know that he was out and him giving the money to Jesse was a show's way of letting us know that everything was final. I wouldn't be surprised if there's nothing much more said about it. The only reason Lydia seemed to want to continue the business was because she was no use alive. If he didn't, I would imagine she'd be grateful for the opportunity to get out without injury or going to prison. As for Declan, he originally wanted the blue meth gone, and the compromise was Walt's cooking for him. His gang was the, had the option of either the blue meth being gone so they can now dominate with their own product or having Todd continue to cook for them. As for the cartel, I'm pretty sure they were effectively crippled when Gus killed all their Capos. So let's talk about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Walt comes up to Declan and says, "I'll give you the remaining I'll give you the remaining uh, methylamine." And half of the money that I've earned so far, and I want out. Who says no? Uh,
0: Nobody. He, Declan certainly doesn't, because all he wanted in the first place was methylamine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he can make up that extra 30% difference in purity in cash, mm-hmm. I'm sure Declan would take it. Especially money now versus money later. Oh, yeah. It's guaranteed money. Yeah.
1: I mean, he got—he basically went from buying out the operation and mothballing it for $10 million mm-hmm. to potentially getting 15 to $45 million and the remaining methylamine and getting it bought out. That seems like a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Does Lydia say no? And if she does, what the hell is she going to do about it?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, the only reason she still is in this game is because if she's not, she's dead. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, she doesn't say anything about it. She's fine with it. The only problem I
1: have with this analysis, D, is that I think Villigan owes it to us to show – I mean, he we we can't make these kind of assumptions. I think you sure. might be right, but he can't just ignore just, – just Walt out starting in Season 5.2 and is all about the DEA yeah. without us – without addressing how Walt got out. I will call bullshit on that if he does that.
0: Uh, they didn't address how Walt got out? I mean, I think the the thing with Mike really affected him because Mike is the only guy he's killed who didn't want him dead, I understand why he got
1: out. I want to know how he got out because I want to see him go to Declan and give him the offer you can't refuse deal. Oh,
0: okay.
1: If he doesn't, like, this is like de-speculation, which is all fine and good. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like the whole goddamn Lily of the Valley thing. He's really taken a little bit too many shortcuts with this, I think. Hmm. Okay. Um... Moving on, she says, I don't have an issue with Skylar appearing happy at the end. I suspect one of two things. Either she's just happy to be out of danger and willing to sit back and wait out Walt, knowing she, he eventually will die. And he has more than enough money to take care of her family. Or she knows the cancer's back and will die soon. She just doesn't have to put up with him for much longer. Mm. That seems okay. I'll buy that.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the cancer thing. but
1: You don't think she knows
0: about it? I mean, I'm if A Walt, I don't know if it is back. B we don't I don't know I think why is, he though. would tell Skyler at this point that it's back. What? Well, if she I, wants him dead, he's certainly not gonna give her information and that's again, gonna make her happy. That's a discussion we as the audience are entitled to
1: see. That can't sure. be like in, in the off season. I mean we need to see that, I think.
0: Yeah. It's like if they come back and Walt's just dead. Uh, (laughs) like not going to work.
1: Finally, she says, having rewatched this entire series very recently, I was again struck by how much emphasis there is around Walter jr. And cars. My official prediction is therefore this Hank won't be able to just walk out of the bathroom and arrest Walt. Obviously it's going to take him some time to put the case and the evidence together. Um, this will give Walt time to somehow realize that Hank is onto him and he'll be forced to go into hiding via the disappearer, yep. as Saul put it. However, Walt Jr. will be in a car accident and gravely injured, forcing Walt to come out of hiding to see him,
0: hijinks and soon. With a machine gun? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how a machine gun's going to help him get to the hospital to see his kid. Yeah. I don't know, man. He brought a bomb to a hospital. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he will bring a... He uh, brought a bomb to a
1: hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the all-time funniest moments. It's
0: so good. Because
1: Walt goes on his little speech, and then Jesse yeah. just like has like a long beat. Yep. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Dylan S. sent us a text, uh, or a, a, a screenshot from, again, 4chan... Oh, which boy. has a whole bunch of different things. It says, have you noticed that Walt keeps a memento, often of food characteristics, from the deaths he feels responsible for? And mm-hmm. it has a screenshot of him cutting off the crust of his sandwiches a la Crazy Eight. He keeps an eyeball from the bear of the plane crash. He keeps the leaves of grass from Gale. He affects the demeanor of Gus. He takes drinks on the rocks a la Mike, which we missed. We missed that that little detail.
0: Wow when Did he, that change at some point Well the series? I mean that's
1: what That was Mike's preference
0: And when he came over he To Hank's place He yeah. said yeah uh, He wants it on the rocks That would be strong If he actually ordered a drink Neat Yeah Before um, In the
1: season 5 opener He takes on the maiden name of Skylar And arranges his birthday bacon Just the way she did uh-huh. So does that imply that He, he killed her he, No no that Skylar dies And he feels responsible It doesn't doesn't mean that he mm. killed her But yeah. maybe he feels responsible for it Possibly that would make that foreshadowing scene uh, take a whole other level, I think. Yeah. So thanks for that, Dylan or Dylan. Um, Alan G. says, uh, "Hello, I was listening to your Gliding Over All podcast, and during the recap, you mentioned that uh, Jesse seemed relieved to see all the money from Walt." But I did not get that sense when Jesse sat down in the house. I don't think Jesse really ever wanted the money as evidenced by his actions before when he had a lot of money and essentially just gave it away or did not care when it was stolen. I think Jesse just prefers having enough to get by and his attitude in part comes from his relationship with his family who appears very well off and his desire to distance himself from their wealth. What do you think about that?
0: Uh, Sure. I can get behind that.
1: Is that a good analysis of his, you know, do you think that Walt scored some hits with that? You don't want this blood money.
0: Yeah.
2: I and think after he, did. he
1: had not had it for a long time, when he shows up and give it to him, it's like, you know, he's relieved that Walt didn't try to kill him, but also a little guilt for taking the money.
0: Yeah. Maybe so. Uh,
1: moving on to Natalie E says, you guys mentioned in your most recent podcast for 508, that you thought the meaning behind Walt punching the shit out of the paper top Spencer in 209 is because he is happy to find out he had he was in remission. What? She's going to take issue with that. No, I take issue with that. Okay, why did he punch the shit out of the
0: pal dispenser in 209? He was pissed that he was in remission. What? Yeah. He was not happy about that at all. He was pissed off that his
1: cancer was in remission. Yes. Let me read her your take and see if you agree with this. All right. At that point in the show, Walter just got back from a four-day cooking binge when he produced enough meth to meet Walt's ideal quota. He was coughing up blood and thought the cancer had grown and estimated uh, just a few weeks left before he was dead. He was drained from having to hide everything from his family, potentially putting himself, Jesse, his family in danger. And this is where I think the real transformation started to take place. When he heard the quote-unquote good news of his cancer being in remission, he was pissed off feeling that he had just wasted so much time and energy to prepare everything for his death. Punching the dispenser was just an expulsion of anger and regret,
0: not adrenaline from realizing he just kicked his cancer's ass. Yeah. Do you agree with that take? I, I completely agree with that. I don't know what impression I gave last episode, well, but I it was gave, not the impression that I've had I gave all series. The
1: impression that's my true feeling is that that was another one of his like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Because like at that point, he had the money that he wanted to, to make from this meth cook to give to his family. He was out. He was done. He was ready to die and just move on. Okay. But then he went into remission, and now he's got to live with this meth cooking thing for longer. Wow. That's that's how I've always thought of that moment. Wow. Um,
1: well, so there you go. You're, I, I guess one of us is a, a dumbass here, and I'm not sure which one. <laughs> I guess I need to go back and rewatch that. Maybe we both should. <laughs> uh and w says when hank starts talking to walt about his old job of going in and tagging the trees hank was just the one who marked them someone else came in and did the dirty work of cutting them down and hauling them out my first thought is this is similar to walt's current or most recent job of setting up the prison murders all he had to do is put a figurative red x on each person he wanted taken out and someone else came in and did the dirty work of cutting huh. them down yeah nice uh, Jake from Tallahassee, I wanted to mention something that's quite obvious on the show, but isn't discussed much amongst fans and reviews. Part one of season five was noticeably better framed and shot than any other seasons. Gone are the days of the shaky cam, and even the montages seem better executed. Maybe the Breaking Bad crew has more money, equipment to play with since its mini since its mini season, or maybe the noticeable shift in aesthetics represents Walt's rise to the meth industry. The shaky cam and marginal framing in early seasons seem to reflect Walt and Jesse's guerrilla style of making and selling crystal. When Gus goes down and Walt becomes a kingpin, the shaky cam vanishes completely. Also note the excessive blue-green color hues this season. Do you? As I, That's a good point. The thing is, is, Breaking Bad's always had the reputation for awesome cinematography and camera
0: work. That's true, but I mean, I don't know, because I don't remember a whole lot of shaky cam stuff in the early seasons. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, I But if can that's true, I could certainly examples. see them kind of going with a theme here of moving to this pristine environment. You know, you don't want a bunch of shaky cam and quick cuts and stuff. You just it's want stationary. It's definitely believable. Stationary.
1: I mean, Dave Porter said as much in his interview that yeah. the musical style has evolved to fit, you know, the changing aesthetics of the show itself, which says yeah. that there is changing aesthetics. <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, there's definitely the grain of thought. I mean, I don't, I guess, he's saying noticeably better maybe it's better to say it's noticeably different yeah because i don't think you can say it's it's i mean maybe I mean, you if can. you don't
0: like a shaky cam sure it's right. noticeably better
1: right um so there you go uh, moving on to daniel wb professional podcast critic guess what oh, no. he's disappointed and stunned that we both raved about gliding you villigan apologist <laughs> he has big problems with the episode as follows Walt invites Todd to help him dispose of Mike. He had the chops to do that by himself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, But lifting Mike, like (laughs) Mike's a pretty big dude. I mean, he's probably what? 175, 180. Mm -hmm. And Walt is not a huge dude. I mean, lifting him into a barrel and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, The prison murders were completely staged with cinematic effect. Three guys for each shanking. Uh, given the sheer number of victims, why would you waste the manpower on redundant stabbings, let alone the high visibility? Check out any prison movie. Shank and Run. It's always a lone shanker. Unless you're trying to make a political power statement a la the Ed Almos movie, you only see one shanker. The burn victim was original when they did it on Oz. Not now uh daniel wb in addition to being a professional podcast critic is a pr- is a expert on prison executions as well <laughs> so there was
0: a shanker in the grassy knoll that's all i gotta say we're going to
1: have to add that to his list of qualifications <laughs> uh, Apparently, so i mean that's a fair criticism and a lot of people labeled it that the prison montage seemed a little too pat
0: yeah i don't think it was very realistic but what are you gonna do it's a tv show uh so why, okay, why are we giving Breaking
1: Bad a pass when we pillory The Walking Dead? Is it because the breakdowns are much more basic in The Walking Dead?
0: Breakdowns are more basic. What do you mean? I've been thinking about, like, because
1: we really take Walking Dead to task. And I felt like in the uh-huh. last couple, maybe this season of Breaking Bad, we've given Breaking Bad a pass where maybe we wouldn't give The Walking Dead. Why is that? As far as realism goes? No, just as far as anything goes. Like, just, we seem to be, like you said, a little bit of a viligan apologist. Where Glenn Mazzara, man, we're like...
0: That's a, that's a fair criticism. Um, uh, to I me... I, yeah, go ahead.
1: I feel like the breakdowns in The Walking Dead are much more fundamental storytelling... Yeah. basic breakdowns. and Yeah, there were all no storytelling flaws here. It also commits the grievous story, uh, error of being not interesting.
2: <laughs> okay. Like,
1: when you... I don't, like... You say what you will about this. You still care about what happens to Walt and Jesse and are invested yeah. throughout the episode. You might call bullshit here and there, but what if, like, I don't care if the prison killings were realistic or not. That's the thing. and That's I, a I, whole other level of bullshit.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I've always said about Breaking Bad, I don't need the... Like, I give it a pass a little bit on its storytelling because you can't really touch Mad Men for that. I mean, Mad Men and yep. The Wire also. P- possibly better storytelling shows. Okay, okay. Fine. But Breaking Bad is so entertaining to me that I can let little things like that go. All right. It That's doesn't, a fair defense. It doesn't need to be ultra-realistic or the best story I've ever heard. It's the acting. It's the cinematography. It's everything that comes together to make this package that I just enjoy watching more than the other shows.
1: All right. We got to, we got to get moving. Right. Um, he hated the three month Walter White victory tour montage. So many complications swept under the carpet. Three months is like two full seasons of breaking bad years. I didn't buy it as anything other than oops, we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> another fair point. A lot of people made that, you know, to either. Uh-huh. but I, t- again, and not super interested in the, and in, in further getting into Walt being on top
0: well there's a purpose in it right i mean he is on top they mm-hmm. wanted to show him being on top for a while and kind of getting bored with being on top mm-hmm. and not and and not really needing it anymore mm-hmm. I, I honestly think he is out at this point he wants to be out i think he wants to be out yeah no he's not out yeah but he wants to be yeah uh well
1: that's next his dating wb's next point he goes okay. this show's now headed for a true romance true romance style ending where the skinheads, the DEA, Declan's crew, and the Mexican cartel and the Taliban all meet up in one massive bloodbath where Walter White and his new gal pal Lydia sneak out the fire escape. Have a good off-season. Go Colts. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, you're nodding your head. I've not seen True Romance. That's a Quentin Tarantino flick, No, I flick, wasn't nodding. Right? I haven't seen it either. Oh, well, there's another pop culture weakness we've got to fill. Uh, Terry from Michigan says, I was curious of your thoughts on a question I have. Hank seems to put everything together in his mind and knows Walt is Heisenberg. The question is, what proof does he actually have that he could use to convict Walt? We've kind of already talked about this. We agreed, Not yeah, much. Not much handwriting. If he puts Hank under or if Hank puts Walt under surveillance now, uh, he can do it all he wants, but it will yield no results I can think of unless maybe Walt
0: stops by Jesse's house. Or if Walt stops by his money bin. I mean,
2: there's uh, a giant stack of money sitting in a- uh,
0: uh, storage warehouse uh-huh. there Uh huh Yeah So he could <laughs> You see Gummy He rolls up the door And Gummy's there With a big smile On his face Uh huh Alright would be awesome
1: Um okay So I like that Uh, Linda S says, Hey guys, you probably got lots of email explaining Lydia's nose moving while she spoke. (laughs) Surprisingly, Linda, no. We got zero emails other than yours explaining this. It's true. Here's what I remember from having spent a few years working as an ear, nose, throat specialist. There's a tiny muscle called the nasalis at the very base of the nose that attaches to the bone at the top, very top of the upper jaw, and this is sometimes responsible for the nose moving up and down while speaking or chewing, etc. It's more common in people with a slightly upturned At the tip of their nose, which Lydia has, the little Hmm. cute little upturned nose. Uh It's not uncommon, and if a person is bothered by it, they can easily fix it by severing the muscle from the inside of the upper lip. There's not even an outside incision. Just basically shiv your upper lip.
0: That sounds painful.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she just wanted to drop that science on us, literally. Um, <laughs> All right. I'm also embarrassed to say that after season five, episode eight, I'm headed back on board the Walt train.
2: Woo. Woo.
1: Wow. Really? Not After me. poisoning a kid? Not me. After killing 10. Killing Jane. Yeah. Lots of people he killed. He's yeah. killed so many people now. It's ridiculous. A lot of people. Uh, Cynthia Brooks says, why did Walt
0: keep the book or why didn't he tear out the front page inscription? Uh, it's... It's a a memory for him. Yeah. It's got sentimental value.
1: And I don't think that – I really don't think that he would even think that this was something that would incriminate him. Mm, Good point. And he's – this is is hubris. Yeah. Uh, Kevin F., uh, uh, which he calls himself the other Kevin F because apparently we've got two now unless this is just an elaborate prank on the original – by the original kevin f (laughs) no i'm kevin f uh in the 13th episode of season three of scrubs a janitor put a toilet on the roof of the hospital he claimed that that he could look at his episode he claimed that he could look at his life better that if he used one of the german fested stalls from the hospital he called it the epiphany toilet Uh several of the characters use it to find solutions to problems i've known of the epiphany effect of toilets for years i wonder (laughs) if villigan is also aware of the phenomenon
0: i don't know I wonder if that is a Scrubs reference. Uh,
1: He's a huge pop culture fan. Uh He does his shit all the time. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Tammy says, I'm having a Breaking Bad marathon. I just finished watching Sunset episodes. Oh, this is another one where just people say that that's episode of where where Walt or Gus gives – Ah, Gail gives Walt the book. Thanks, Tammy. Thomas, obviously this season has been about uh, homages to classic movies and inside references to the show itself to other TV shows. What better way to close the series than by referring to the most chilling plot twist in TV show history? The problem, Thomas, is you don't reference the TV show and I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But I'm going to read it anyway so our other fans can continue to make fun of our lack of pop culture knowledge. (laughs) You didn't get this either. This is hard to research because you don't even know what he's talking about. (laughs) Like, I would put this a whole paragraph. Graph into Google. The scene: We are roughly eighteen months in the future, starting from the end of season five point one. Walter White is sitting in his living room. He's groggy. He's desperate. He's suffering from multiple gunshot wounds, but he'll make it. Around him, there's carnage. Bloodied bodies abound. Guns on the floor. Blood everywhere. Nobody moves. We recognize familiar faces from the show's history. There's an eerie silence. No music. The camera pans back, and we realize the door is ajar. Well, that's the first mind-blowing thing: the door is actually ajar. It comes slow it opens slowly and baby Holly comes in Walter's overjoyed and relieved to see her there's a sense of a new beginning he might leave now with his daughter start a new life baby Holly all ambles towards him and picks up a pistol it has to be a pistol not a gun bang bang she says and she pulls the trigger sucking her pacifier twice optional Walter slumps to the ground dead fade to black
0: Is this Simpsons? I almost think is this the
1: one I who shot I think Simpsons. Bur- burns? It doesn't, I, match I with, it doesn't
0: match with the carnage scene of carnage all around him, though, does it? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't picture anything else other than Simpsons. Like pacifier is what did it. And I think I recall, I, I don't know. I could be talking in my ass, but I think it's Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Simpsons did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if, if we're wrong.
1: Please let us know. Uh, Brad from Frankfurt says, I don't know if I'll be the only person to notice this, but I feel like Walt's arrangement with Lydia seems to be setting up to be remarkably similar to his arrangement. To Tuco. In the dinner scene where Walt and Lydia agree on terms of arrangement to ship and sell meth in the Czech Republic, Lydia's parting words to Walt were, we're going to make a lot of money together. We've already talked about this being essentially Tuco's words to Walt. In the Mm -hmm. junkyard scene at the end of Season 1, before beating his friend to death, Tuco takes a snort of the first batch of blue meth Walt ever produced and says, we're going to make a lot of money together. Additionally, the opening shot of the first episode of Season 2, 737, and the first shots of the pool scene at the end of gliding over all are almost identical. The water dripping from the hose, (laughs) the wind chime, the bug crawling on the wall. In 737, Walt and Jesse concocted their plan to use ricin to kill Tuco. This is where we first saw ricin manufactured, and their plan to use it to kill their former business partner did not succeed. And gliding over all, Walt goes to a dinner meeting with Lydia, planning to kill her with the same vial of rice, and it survived the season and a half huh. now, only to abandon that plan. Now, nice. because of these similarities and knowing Villigan's predilections, it seems to me that Walt-Lydia relationship may be headed to an end similar to the one of the walt Tuco relationship. After the situation with Tuco blew up and Walt and Jesse failed to kill him with the ricin, Hank inadvertently stumbled upon Tuco while looking for Walt, who had disappeared. Hank ended up in a shootout and killed Tuco, bringing heat from the cartel. I can't help but think that this is foreshadowing to a situation where Hank decides to take his time to build a case against Walt. Only Walt somehow finds out what Hank is up to, stays one step ahead of him, goes on the run, and in looking for Walt, Hank uncovers Lydia's connection to the operation, possibly even killing her and bringing down heat from her connections in Germany or the Czech Republic.
0: So the one thing that seems almost certain from that prediction is that Walt discovers that Hank's onto him and heads out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know how else walt gets out of the of new mexico uh assuming he even left new mexico maybe his driver's license is fake right or, well it's certainly fake but maybe it's sure, sure. his city is wrong right uh but that's that's the thing that we know is going to happen mm-hmm. it's got to happen hmm
1: uh, man, there's so much here to, it's good to read. Looking back <laughs> on my biggest takeaway, at least with respect to Walt's situation as we know it, is that because it was Gail's inscription in a book given to Walt long ago that tipped off Hank, Walt's fate with Hank is essentially sealed when Hank was asked to consult with the Albuquerque Police Department on Gail's murder. Neither Hank nor Walt had any way of knowing this at the time, but the clue that would finally open Hank's eyes to Walt being Heisenberg was set in place long before any of the actions that Walt has taken in this season. With that being the case, everything Walt has done thereafter to avoid detection was ultimately pointless. If he hadn't pulled the magnet stunt in the evidence locker, the financial information hidden in the picture frame that led the DA to Gus and Mike's guys likely would never have been found. None of those guys would have been in prison and no one would have had to worry about them talking because they would still have their hazard pay to keep them silent. Even after they were caught in the end, killing them all was fruitless because Walt has now been found out anyway by means that weren't connected to any of the men he had killed. Even killing Mike in action, which obviously had a deep emotional impact, was effectively unnecessary. I'll be interested to see if the show goes anywhere with this new notion that because of the nature of how Hank discovered Walt's role in all of this, Walt has done unspeakably horrible things or ultimately pointless
0: because his fate was sealed long ago. Um... I don't know that I buy that, because, yes, his fate is sealed, but he does have to do these things so that he doesn't end up dead, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, I doubt Hank's going to kill him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he had to do these things to provide for his family, which was his goal all along. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure everything he's done is pointless after the, uh, Gale gave him the book.
1: I don't know, because... Ultimately, that seems to be the thing that brought him down.
0: Yeah, but he so would that, have been caught any of those other ways, right? Right. It wouldn't be the thing that brought him down if he had not taken action on but those that's, other things. that's his
1: point. So, like, if he had not killed these people, he'd have still been taken down, but less people would have died. He's done all these evil things to avoid detection, and ultimately he's going to be detected anyway.
0: Uh, well, for I mean, one, we don't know that he's taken down. We, we have no okay. idea. Uh, fair point. Fair point. Uh, I just yeah i don't know i mean i guess you could say that well it's a butterfly effect right we don't know if he hadn't have done these things would he still even have the book like that's the thing would he have burnt up the book with his money and his barbecue fair like, point as well you you just can't say yeah Another another good point. It, it turned out this way because things turned out exactly the way they did. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's like
1: uh, what is that hindsight twenty twenty causality? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, Is it
0: cause or effect? You know?
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I, I like your take on that. Um, he also talked about a clarification based on our conversation in the Gliding Overall podcast regarding the number of names on Lydia's list of Mike's guys who had to be killed. I, he's right, we didn't do our math right on this When he approached mm-hmm. Mike, he had, she had a list of nine names Yeah. After Mike refused to take his own guys out She hired another guy to kill them As well as Mike Making the list uh, ten names long When Mike sniffed out the ambush He killed her guy, but not before he had killed Chow This left nine names on the list Which was later reduced to eight When Mike and Lydia made a deal to go into business together After adding the warehouse foreman from Golden Moth Chemical As well as Dan the Attorney The list would be back at ten names again did you follow all that? Did you follow that shell game? No,
0: you lost me when you said that Chris wasn't one of the original 11. I said Chris wasn't. You he... He said she hired some guy to start him. Yeah, killing. he wasn't. You no, know, he wasn't. But Mike He was him. one of the original 11. I don't think He was think, one no. of Mike's guys. I don't Mike I think that's him. true.
1: Yes, but okay, that's the missing piece of information I was going to talk about. Okay, fair memory. enough. Yeah, Mike we do know that. Mike says he knows everybody involved in this business in like a multi-state area sure because sure. he's like he said at one point he's like look i know everyone that could do this and, and i guess
0: we saw everybody get killed so, so well so I, I think she hired a
1: hitman and just mike knew who the hitman was because this is Possibly. kind of their territory
0: sure or no I, I, but I could go either way didn't chris say that he needed the money yeah yeah so yeah that still doesn't add up but, but lydia hired one of his guys which i thought his guys were the, the yeah, names on the list agreed so we're still a name short, aren't we?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we're still confused. We're uh, still confused. Brad, Email us again, let us. Despite your best efforts. <laughs> uh, the Crystal Shep says, Mike overhears Hank tell Gomi put a brick to my head regarding calling for fun-run donations, then makes the blow-my-brains-out sign to secretary when he steps out of his office while Walt is quote-unquote crying. Foreshadowing? A brick, brick to, to the- my head? Yeah, when he's when when yeah, Mike, what, Mike what a listen, brick to my head mean it's just this is like you know that was something that would kill you certainly. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. So it's like a gun to my head would have been
1: a more apt reference, I guess. So Todd's notepad with the meth making instructions is that going to be an issue evidence down the line? Oh, could be. And the Crystal Shep is still waiting for a video of Jesse doing the cook to resurface. I don't think it's yeah. going to. I think or- the Mex. I am convinced that the Mexican stuff is is tied up, loosened, gone. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Villigan is no longer considering any of that shit.
0: Too many players in the final half season, if that were not the case. Agreed. Uh, Last email of the
1: season. Season, season. Uh, Campbell T. said, I decided to start watching Breaking Bad from the beginning again to see how much it changed. What a difference five seasons can make. This is a perfect way to end the cast, too. Yeah. A A constant change of characters, all based on choices they have made or choices made for them, are staggering. While watching the pilot, I noticed that fire played a role in possibly representing a fire burning in Walter White after his diagnosis, like his lighting matches while sitting in the po- at his pool. And gliding over all, he is washed in reflection of his abnormally bl- blue pool, possibly symbolizing the flame has been doused. Another hmm. thing in the pilot was when he was being scanned at the hospital, the shot is fixed on Walt's face, which is from our view. is uh, From our view, Walter is being positioned with his head entering the shot from top of his frame. Possibly symbolizing his life being turned upside down by cancer and gliding over all, we see the same shot except for the camera rotates from upside down to right side up. Oh, wow! Representing his change of heart and how getting cancer again has brought everything back to what he truly cares about his family. And the pilot Hank tells Walt, it's easy money till we catch you. How
0: wrong Hank (laughs) truly
1: is and how right he truly is. It's not easy money. No,
0: hell no, it's not.
1: But then it was easy money once Walt did all this stuff, and now he's going to be caught. Yep. Great uh, wrap-up for the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody, for all the emails. Uh, I know the last few weeks we haven't probably done it all justice because of our time and schedule. But we have made the, the college try and effort, so... Thanks for sending in all the mess of the emails to at baldmove.com. We're going into the off season. Uh, we're probably going to take the next four weeks off. Um, no podcast. I anticipate
0: we'll have a preview podcast for the Walking Dead coming up. Uh, yes, we will. One week before the Walking Dead starts, I believe it starts on the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So look forward on the eighth. If you want
1: to get in on the Indianapolis Walking Dead meetup, about the only yeah. your only choice is if you want to. You know get this stuff pushed at you is to follow uh breaking good or actually bald move at uh, uh, on twitter twitter.com mm-hmm. at bald move
0: yep.
1: or join the facebook.com slash bald move website so if you're indiana native you're not on any of those two areas and you want to get that stuff pushed rather than have to check our website for details that's what you need to do um again we appreciate all your fans that have done that it's it's you know seeing numbers on facebook and all the comments and all the tweets make us feel good we really enjoyed all the positive reviews on itunes we've yeah not quite doubled or no we we definitely doubled not quite tripled the amount of reviews we had coming into season one which when you consider or season four which you consider that as a whole season this is a half one you yeah. guys have done spectacular That's on stepped that up uh we've maintained our solid gold five-star rating again it's all to you fans Thanks yeah. for all... The- Until
0: David Chin sends his army over <laughs> and
1: we're in trouble. <laughs> That's going to cost us a couple stars, <laughs> asshole. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for using our affiliate link on amazon.baldmove.com.
0: Uh, you said there were no podcasts in the next month. That's not true. We got personal arrogance on the That's true. Board the boys. They will still every week be delivering a a
1: juicy podcast for you to devour. You want to hear about awesome beers? You want to hear about video games, board games, science, technology, baseball, baseball, probably some fantasy football since both of them become little football Mm -hmm. geeks. Uh, Despair at being Seattle uh, Mariners and Seahawks fans. All that stuff (laughs) on personal arrogance. Uh, You can get to it on our website or on iTunes or. or, uh, we, you also tweet that too, don't you? Not sure. iTunes. Yeah, I'm it. sorry, but Facebook and iTunes or Facebook and Twitter.
0: Yeah, if you follow us on there.
1: Um, and uh, but thanks for everybody's support on the Amazon. And what else we got to talk about? That's it, man. Are you going to update your how to dress up like? Uh, I am.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we're going to hit um, and refresh
1: all those links. So if you want to, you know, yeah. look like Heisenberg or Walter White or Jesse. Uh, or Skylar, get some big mom jeans. Get some mom jeans dressed <laughs> up as Skylar. Uh, we're going to update that uh, link and post it to Facebook and Twitter over the next couple days. Yeah. Sorry, probably in early October. Um, what else we got to talk about? Thanks for everybody um, you know, doing our Audible stuff. That's, that's helped out yeah. a lot. Anyone signed up an account under our referral link, audiblepodcast.com slash move. Thanks to Dainston Schulter for uh, contributing the music, and thanks for to Aaron Zimmerman for contributing an alternate theme that we're going to play you out to. Um, we got anybody else? Thanks to <laughs> Dave Porter for the interview. Yeah, thanks to Vince Gilligan for making a great show. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, stay with us with personal arrogance, and we'll see you in about five or six weeks when uh, Walking Dead starts up. Yeah, I'm actually can't excited. Wait. Yeah. Uh, and kind of scared that I'm not going to be able to make fun of Rick's accent anymore. The show's going to be too oh, good. Oh, no, he'll still have the accent. And, you know, I think he's he's they he spent the last nine months getting an accent coach. He <laughs> oh, is boy. nailed. He uh, lived in Kentucky for the last nine months. Maybe he has. I don't working know. with Boyd
0: <laughs> yeah. from
1: Justified to nail that Who has that an accent. odd accent anyway. Or, maybe it's Dewey. Dewey. Dewey? Dewey Crow. Maybe. Or... Who, who's the the one we really like, our favorite? Dickie. Dicky. Yeah. It's Dickie is what he needs to work with. Yeah. Can you imagine Rick talking like that,
0: idiot? <laughs> he can't. He shaves part of his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just has a different weird haircut every week.
1: Uh,
0: awesome. Oh, boy. Uh, that's all I got to say, man. That's so, it. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Uh, we will see you if you join us on Walking Dead. And if not, we'll see you when Season 5.2 starts up. Yeah, about a year. <laughs> next year, bitch. With that said, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you then.
2: are you talking to you right now? Right now.